Welcome to Slossing Girl Speaks. I'm your host, Slossing Girl, bringing you world news with a South Central state of mind. This episode of Slossing Girl Speaks is brought to you by Sweet Cookies by Kaz, who provides fun and creative, decorative cookies for any party or event. Whether that's office party, Easter party, birthday party, she has you and she creates some of the dopest designs for these cookies. Check her out at Sweet Cookies by Cass on Instagram, and that's Cass with a C A S S. My co-host with me here, Crash, and we're just going to dissect um, and just talk a little bit about what happened as Los Angeles natives. How are you doing today? Yo, what's up? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm all right. That's what's up. First off, rest in peace, Nipsey. It's all that. It's crazy. It's right. unbelievable. Even though it's been a week, it's still hard. It's hardly set, settling in, you know? Right. So, man. Let's get into it. What are we talking about? I mean, there's a whole lot to talk about. I guess we can kind of start from the beginning. You know, there is this, um, the guy, the alleged name shooter, Eric Holder, who um, approached the shot. And the narrative that is going around is that he was called out for or being referenced or labeled as a snitch and was kind of you know, ran down on or ran away from the shot. Either way, he came back and open fired on Ipsy Hustle. And the most mind-boggling thing about the situation is people are wondering how something like this could happen in broad daylight, you know? How how could you approach, you know, the most prolific and famous rapper, in my opinion, in L.A. at the moment, and just do that to him in his place of business? That's crazy that that happened and how it happened and... By looking and seeing the video footage and listening to what's being described as what happened, it just feels and seems as if this um, shooter, alleged shooter, I guess. No, he's the shooter for sure. Um, Like, he has some type of hate in his heart to just shoot somebody and, like, come back a couple times and then stand over them and kick them. That's... You that's feel that's not like that's like I have a feeling towards you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I want to just disrespect you in the most ultimate way. So it's like I don't I don't know, and I'm pretty sure that we'll eventually find out what was on his mind and all that. But at this time, we just want to continue to um, remember Nipsey Hussle as a great business person, a community leader, activist, um, entrepreneur. And artist rapper that he was, we just want to keep that, just keep that going. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Nipsey Hussle's impact in South Central. You know, um, just the kind of inspiration that he was bringing to his section, based off of not only the way that he was giving back, but how we were able to see how far he took it. You know, like how inspirational was Nipsey Hussle's story to the average young black male? coming from South Central? To the average young black male coming up out of South Central who life expectancy isn't really 
supposed to reach over like 17 like i think it's like 17 to 23 like you're expected to like as a black male living in south central or you know in a hood your life expectancy is between 17 and 23 years old and that's kind of been like a fact so for him to just even live past the age of 23 get to the age he is now make the amount of money he has uh, involve himself and network with the people he has networked with and achieve the achievements that he has going really from the hood slanging CDs to building businesses multi-million dollar businesses and corporations and then helping his community nobody there's a lot of people who say they help their community but they're not in the community right. like Nipsey is known for pulling up he'll pull up with all his chains on, Rolex on, by himself, no gun, in the middle of the projects. Hop on the bus. Like, he'll talk to you. You feel me? Like, that's the type of artist he is. Not all, a lot of artists are literally Hollywood. Right. Um, but Nipsey was different because he was, he had to, um, he achieved these heights and these goals. And then he came back. He really came back. It's like, you don't even got to be here. Mm-hmm. You really, really, really don't got to be here. Right. At all. You don't ever really got to come to this place ever again in your life. You right. don't ever got to see none of these people ever again. <laughs> ever again. Think about all the major artists from the Jay-Z's to Beyonce's and nothing, not to take anything away from them, any anything away from them, but look at them. Their hometowns are totally somewhere different. Jay-Z is, lives out here. Beyonce lives out here. Most people, they come out here to California. They live somewhere totally away from their hood. Mm-hmm. Like, they live, I'm 4,000 miles away, 3,000 miles away. Whatever issue, right. whatever you tripping off of, I'm, I'm not even going to deal with it. Right. Nipsey was right there with his people. Right. So he had, like, you got a lot of young people who might have been doing some whole other things whose lives have been definitely changed and impacted by him while he was alive. So now that he has passed on, it's showing, we're seeing how really of an impact that he really had, right. you know? So hopefully that um, that impact is far reached and it keeps reaching all these young young males in our community so they can, you know, they see like, you know, I'm not doomed to this. Right. You know, a lot of us are, you know, we feel we like, like, man, we ain't even gonna make it this far, so we doomed to this. But now seeing Nipsey, it's like, okay, now I kind of see what's going on. A lot of young black males don't have guidance. So for them to even, their guidance might be Nipsey Hustle. So I see like, oh, he cool with everybody. He get up every day and he hustle. So I'm going to do that too. You feel me? When I was 16, 17 years old, I was listening to Spice One. Finger on the trigger, straps got no heart. You know, these was like hit songs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like N.W.A. I grew up like N.W.A. was like the shit when I was like a kid. Right. And they was... You hear what they was talking about. You feel right, me? Right. They never. He was not was not talking about building no businesses or nothing. They was talking about fucking bitches, and getting Killing money, niggas. robbing niggas, shooting niggas for right. no reason. Like just a whole bunch of shit that like was going on. Definitely going on in the community. And but they weren't. It's like okay, you telling us what's going on, but you ain't really showing us how to get it. Right. You feel me? Right, so right. now, like Nipsey, he's like one of those people that really came and impacted the game because he's, like, giving people the game. Like, look, dude, just do this. Right. Like, I just hustle. He tell everybody, like, I just did this. You just stay at it. People might not going to feel you, but you just got to keep going. Right. If they tripping, you do this. You got to set up a system. Like, so 
that's that's big, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna live on because of all the people that are have been like I said been affected, and all the people that they now get to affect, you know. Well, I'm glad you mentioned, um, you know, kind of like the music and the differences in messages. You know what I'm saying? And, uh-huh. um, you know, I've been like looking at some videos that people are posting about, you know, their opinions on what happened and stuff like that. But I'm really only kind of looking at people that are kind of within within the inner city, within the world of kind of like independent hip-hop media but that are like valid you know and also people from this section and so a person that i've seen that's been kind of pretty vocal about what he feels about the situation is um daylight the guy that was the battle rapper yeah daylight um and a lot of the stuff that he's saying i think is like pretty interesting and he was like you know when he heard that it was a black guy that did it no he was like either way the government is responsible for nipsey's death but what he followed it up by saying was that forgiving niggas the mindset to do some shit like that oh. or to have hatred in your heart you oh, know to, sure. and then, like you never like you've been progress so much there's so much stuff that we feed on that we still you know like the generation before that what was they putting out there what was niggas rapping about <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. the generation after became all the shit that you perpetrated Mm-hmm. Like that's why you you asked me one time like who are your top rappers and I said one and he was like what like him why him and it's like because he's a meme he's like a, he's become everything that you guys put out there he just perfected that shit he's like okay I'm all this <laughs> everything that a rapper is supposed to be like I'm a I'm gonna be all of this I ain't taking myself too serious y'all taking yourself serious I'm about to just. <laughs> I'm just act like y'all you know what I'm saying y'all act stupid y'all be trying to look hard though you know what I'm saying right so he's just taking that and he's winning and so that gener- the generation before it's like we gotta come and admit that like okay we fucked up we sending the wrong message right like now it's like you really gotta effect change now right because the messages that we've been putting out it's like man so um no definitely yeah that's one thing one of the things that I kind of hope um the conversation kind of opens up around you have like all of these different rappers that are paying homage and it's like rightfully so you know um we just lost one like a very important piece to the hip current hip-hop scene you know so I expect these rappers to be showing their condolences but um I know that like one of the things that kind of went viral was somebody's comment in response to future you know and he was kind of I guess saying like yeah I've been trying to tell niggas for a while that we need to do better and we need to do this and the guy was like hey you know First of all, you shouldn't even really be saying your name in a sentence in relation to Nipsey Hussle because, you know, when he was alive, he gave these rappers and his community the blueprint. And what exactly have you guys been doing to contribute or to kind of, you know, walk with within what he was saying? And so personally, I hope that these rappers, the mumble rappers or the trap rappers or all of these people that just um, continue to perpetuate Um, negative stereotypes because this is the game this is the way to make money you know but in the end you're kind of feeding poison to people especially specifically in the inner city poisoning their mind state you know to kind of just pop pills and do drive-bys and hate their brother you know 
and that includes that's all music that's right. all music right now kind of everybody included we have to take a note of what we like this is what we've been putting out we have to change it now right everybody knows this narrative you feel me this is we've been living this gang banging and doing this whole modern day thing has been around about 40 years right all right, so it hasn't worked. I haven't seen nobody win. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, <laughs> so to a couple of weeks ago, you could be like, nah, Nipsey Hussle, he gang banging, but he and he made it. He he got millions and shit. Right. We ain't got Nipsey no more. You know what I'm saying? The right. shit, obviously, this shit don't work. You know right. what I'm saying? No, for real. Yeah, this shit don't work, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, man, for whatever you excuse or whatever reason you want, like, whatever, this shit do not work, my nigga. Because if a nigga wasn't still tied into that, you know what I'm saying? Like, really tied into his hood, like, things may have been different. You feel right. me? But it's not to say this nigga, it could be over. Niggas don't even know why. We don't know why dude shot Nipsey. You feel me? It could have been over personal. It could have just been, he could have been whacked out. You know what I'm saying? He could just been on drugs. But, like, Nipsey just, like, ties to over there. It's like, damn. It makes you think, like, fuck, like, do I continue to give back to my community and keep these ties? Because I could be far away and don't ever have to worry about nothing like this. Right. You know? And it's like, do I just give up on everybody now? Do As me, I'm looking as me as like a big brother, uncle to a lot of people in the hip-hop community, uh, the music industry out here. Like, do I just give up and just like, man, just wash my hands at everybody? Because it's like, man, you st- bro, you still got them chances. You know what I'm saying? It's a chance you're going to go to one of them parties or you're going to go to a club with your artists. You might go to the studio, wherever it is. You know what I'm saying? This is what's going on now. Right. You feel me? Even now to the rappers, even the artists are looking. Imagine how the artists are out here feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. I need to, you know, <laughs> like, up think my about, security. Think about the other artists that's popping right now. Think right. about his close, close rap homeboys. Think about them, how they feel. Like, like think of how sick they are right now. Right. Because of this. So I think we just got to change our, I mean... Um, it has, I think this is serves also as a wake up call to the narrative that we're pushing in all music. Like, they show people the upside of it. I know, I know it's the music industry, and we're selling, we're selling a product, right. and we're telling stories. Well, let's you know, let's balance these. I would say let's balance these stories out. You Period. know, let's balance them out. Let's let them know. You know, like if you watch any of these gangsters movies, what happens at the end of all the gangster movies? What happens to the biggest, baddest gangster in every gangster movie that's ever come out? What happens to them? They get taken out or plotted on. They get killed. Scarface, the biggest gangster movie that's like still of just like kind of like forever. Scarface, everybody, Scarface is like everybody wants to be Scarface or Menace to Society right. or Boys in the Hood. Right. Or, or, you know, it's just like what happens, you know what I'm saying? To the people who want to portray their roles for the most, I said boys in the hood. Boys in the hood happens like it's different, but but they still shot Ricky. He yeah, they shot, to, that, but he know, was doing he was on doing the, good though. Yeah. But he was still, you know, it was like, why is you here if he wasn't even here? You know what I'm saying? Like if he wasn't there, even fucking with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Fucking with them people because if you think about it, well, he, he was guilty by affiliation because exactly, his brother. Because yeah, because his brother was tripping on niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. What did you you never know what happened? You know what I'm saying. You never know what somebody else around you was doing right. when you affiliate with all this shit. You know what I'm saying. Right. When you leave here, I don't know what you doing. Hey, same. What the hell? I'm just. I mean, I'll be here all the time. <laughs> hey. I don't know what you be out there doing. You I feel? Do it. You feel me? Right. So, I don't so e- but even 
not even gangbang related, you know, just mm -hmm. I don't know what you be out there doing. Right. But I hope, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't be doing anything because we have this bond and we're building a relationship with this business that you wouldn't be out there doing anything that would sully our image. Because cause it's like, oh, he's working with her or, you know, she's working with him. You know what I'm saying? That nigga be out here doing what do what You feel me? We don't we don't want that any anyway. And right, right, right. You want to avoid that. So we definitely got to um, keep working on um, changing the narrative and pushing away, you know, from this. Right. This, this shit. It's gangbanging, you know. So speaking of, you know, shifting and gangbanging and stuff like that, um, there was a peace unity walk that was called um, mm -hmm. a couple days ago in honor of Nipsey Hussle, where you had hundreds of gang members, Bloods and Crips, meet up at the Ralphs on Slauson and Crenshaw and kind of have a little peaceful walk across the street to the, the Marathon store. So let's just talk a little bit about how powerful that was. And, you know, that was a good step. But moving forward, what is the plan? Man, I think that was very, very powerful. Um... I've heard a lot of different conversations and I've heard numerous high power people throughout my life say the only way that these certain people will ever be together or you know, uh, or even deal with each other or talk to each other is if Jesus Christ himself came down to earth and and, and did it himself. Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about from hardcore gangbangers to just different people, industry people. I've heard it multiple times. Like, man, gang, man, these dudes from these different hoods is never going. It's never. It will never happen. For that to happen, that's that's big. That shows you how impactful that Nipsey was. Because you got people uh, at these different age levels, higher up, that want to push his legacy, and they want to. You know, they want to definitely. It looks like they want to definitely start effecting a change. And so I think that peace march was something big a step in the right direction and I want to see more uh, events like that. I want to, I would like to see it continue on. Like, mm -hmm. let's not just do it one time. Right. Like, that's great. Like, that's dope. That's big. You feel me? Like, that's great progress. That's like a miracle. Right. Like, this is a modern day miracle. Like, you got, I'm talking about you got, you got people with like hoods this is like, man, they've been beefing for years. Like, right. you ain't ever messing with them and you got the leaders um, coming together so we gotta work on keeping that going so it trickles down to the younger members right? and everybody throughout the different communities like let's kill this crime on each other you know we all know that you know it's gonna be miscellaneous stuff that's gonna happen here but let's protect our communities let's do something let's get this money flowing let's use our mind to um like do something big you feel me instead of using like, instead of me having to think about, man, I can't go to this store because whoop the whoop and them be over there and these niggas be over here and they cool with this nigga, but they ain't cool with him, but he from there and they cool. So instead of filling my mind with all that, you know, to fill my mind with, hey, you know, this property over there is $200,000. Mm. In five years, it's going to be worth this amount. If you do this to it, it'll be worth this. It only takes this amount. You don't even need money to get the property because the person who wants to sell it, they want to sell it very, very bad. They just want to get out of it. They don't even want to do this no more. <laughs> so what you could really literally do is go talk to them and then have them pay your down payment so that they can get out the property and you get into the property. Well, we're not thinking we're not because we're so consumed with this gangbanging shit. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm glad that they got together and they did that to show an example. Like, okay, look, y'all, with they getting together, okay, we can get together too. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that spark going. Let's keep it, you know, let's keep going. We got to keep sharing it. That's what we got to do is right. we got to share more positive stuff straight up. We got to share more positive stuff. I'm glad they did that because that's a lot of good positive stuff to share. Because So what do you think it will take to end gang banging as a whole, thus gang violence? A continued shift um, in uh, mentality. Um, We need more. The economics just has to change in the different sections. We have to put together more programs, get these kids, computers, get them, you know, technology, get them just away from the streets. That's all it is. Right. Anybody who's connected to the streets just knows, like, if, you know, if they had the access to this or that, it was, was a 9 out of 10 chance that they wouldn't, you know, go this route. Yes, you do have just some bad apples who this is just what they want to do. They just want to cause hell. They want to be a rebel. You have them throughout any generation. So it's basically about just getting so many more people just away from that mentality so that the person who wants to make hell and be the rebel, like, they just, or you do that by yourself. You feel me? Because you want to go out here and you want to cause this different trouble. I have the opportunity now. I can play basketball because these people from Slauson Girl Entertainment got me a scholarship. So because... Before, I wasn't able to play on the traveling team, so I would be out here kicking it with you. They just pay $500. I could play basketball now. I'm not about to fuck with you. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right, you do right. that shit by yourself, my nigga. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Or, hey, I'm about to go to the studio because they got a studio over here. We can go to the studio. We Everybody get two hours as long as you, your grades are good, mm. yada, yada, yada. They got the beats for us. They gonna, we going to learn. Or, hey, you know what? I could go over here. They're going to teach us how to fly drones. And after I finish learning, I could go get a job. Fly, or I, they're going to teach me how to use this camera. Like, people, kids are interested in this stuff, but they right. just don't have it. Right. Everybody doesn't have a MacBook or, a, you know, a PC that could, you know. Some people, a lot of people, see, everybody's caught up on, oh, everybody's streaming, this and that. That's because people are streaming on their phones. Some people don't even have Wi-Fi at, in their homes. That's on the only thing the connectivity they have is on their phone. They don't know about all the like MacBook Pros and iMacs and right. iMac Pros. They don't like I show some kids this stuff. They be like, "You could do that when you just do that on your computer." <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Like, oh shit, it's I see. I be seeing the sparks. Like, damn, my nigga, you don't even. You know what I'm saying? Some kids they come up in here. They be like, damn, you got you could do, you could do this and you could do that. I mean, Oh, this is how it's like you didn't know this I mean of course I know now because I've been through it but it's like just thinking like most kids they not the stuff that excites them or interests them might be entertainment or music now not to say that they're going to be successful at that but we could offer them an outlet something that they could do so they don't want to get involved with the yang banging right something safe where we know okay we could go over here because this is cool over here you can't you know, ain't none of that could go on over here. Uncle Whoop the Whoop or Big Bro Whoop the Whoop is always gonna be there. Ain't no, ain't no tripping. You know what I'm saying? I need a safe ride home. I get a safe ride home. Right. 
like so we got to put together programs and put together things and put them in the different communities and just help like you say grants you feel me so a lot of people don't know about grants so so maybe somebody that's listening to this podcast they'll be like a grant what's a grant and they'll hit you up and maybe you could teach them about grants or maybe they'll look it up right and um but we got it the information the information is not there the information that's from the top is not trickling down there's a lot of ignorance and we got to just get the information and push the information in the narrative of positivity and helping each other out we got to push it out there more and spread it out there more that's what right. we, that's what we're gonna have to do and just get the kids some interested in something else i see it going away they don't want to do it but then when little johnny gets shot he you know it's like dang he got the homie got shot we gotta we gonna trip you know what i'm saying we gotta we gotta be able to come and de-escalate situations like okay he got shot but it's gonna be okay or you know we gotta have crisis counselors you gotta understand have you has one of your friends ever been shot have you ever seen uh, your friend shot up close Die up close? Have you ever seen that? That's traumatic. That's not like your grandma dying or Uncle Wooptoo dying from cancer, where they was in the hospital for three, four weeks, and you know, for like they was given. This is like, man, just we walking outside, and damn, this nigga is gone. Like that shit is tr- some traumatic shit. Right. Knowing that this could have been me, so like we got to be able. To, that goes to the mental health of our communities. Like we got to start putting this information and helping uh, generate funds so people can get their mental health check because there's a lot of shit going on in the hoods. You know what I'm saying? That's right. causing people to, like, people, there's a lot of people that are out here mentally All ill. Right, so I liked how you touched on, you know, like, mental health as well because we see that the um, the shooter, Eric Holder, who didn't shot Nipsey Hussle, um, was picked up, according to authorities, trying to check himself into the um, telecare mental health facility that's on Artesia Boulevard um, in the city of Bellflower. And it appears as though, you know, he might be... Well, when they arraigned him, he pled not guilty. And so he might be pleading the whole insanity thing or whatever. So we don't know if that's a ploy for him to try to, you know, wiggle out of jail and just be in a mental institution for the rest of his life or however that goes but the bigger conversation is mental health in the hood and one thing that um i'm noticing being back is that you know drugs has always been something that our community has been neutralized by but i feel like my generation is also being affected by drugs use whether that's popping pills or this meth that is also becoming more widely used in the hood. What are your thoughts on mental health in the inner city? I think it. Uh, I think the rise in the drug use definitely p- plays a big part in a lot of mental health issues amongst our people, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier when I said I was talking about the generation before. Mm-hmm. So my generation, we're selling drugs. That's all we was doing. We was like, man, we sell the drugs. We do not do the drugs. You feel me? Right. So we sold the drugs. All the people we sold the drugs to, they had kids. These, right. That's the niggas testing that. That's now. You know? That's why there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of drug babies. Like, back in my area, it was like, okay, you was a test tool baby or crack. You was a crack baby. Right. Now it's like, you got meth babies. That's, you know what I'm saying, e-pill babies. That's like, they 16, 17 now. Um, just different, you know, drugs that are just, you know, that were being pushed 
the last generation. And so, um, just an influx of that, you have people that have issues. They're born, they have different things that are off inside their mind. And nobody is speaking out on it. It's not being made aware of so that we can get help. Or, you know, because, I mean, or it's just people out here that just go through things that are, there's a lot of stress and poverty being, right. that's poverty related that cause a lot of people to go crazy. Right. And we got to get the information out that this is a problem and it needs to be addressed. It's not being addressed. We're pushing everything. We'll repost everything and talk about this and talk about that. But we don't talk about mental health. Like, you know, like little Johnny crazy because his uncle was touching on him when he was five years old. So he right. tripping. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But nobody want to talk about it. Right. Because Uncle Johnny is now he about to die. You don't want to mess his legacy up. Man, this nigga was touching on. It's different things. You know what I'm saying? Or right. whoop-de-whoop. Yeah, whoop-de-whoop was smoking crack. So that's why little Johnny was smoking meth. That's why little Johnny is tripping. Right. We don't want to. It's like a lot of people they don't want to talk about that. It's like, bro, that's this nigga has got a problem because that's why he has a problem. When you start looking at people's parents, be like, oh, this mm-hmm. dude, you know, so look where they coming from. Look where they coming from. So we need help. Need help. Right. People need help. So a lot of people don't know they need help, but we. I mean, it's it's an issue. It's a problem, and we need help. Right. One person I think needs help clearly is this nigga Kodak Black. He's a drug baby. Think about it. Well, shit, I mean, I'm a drug baby. You know, my mom, you know, was smoking crack during pregnancy, you know. I think it's just about... It, I mean, it hit everybody. Everybody it hits different. Right. And definitely just beyond just maybe him being a drug baby. Probably do drugs. Do drugs and environment, you know, because if you look at the, um, you know, the makeup of people... Like, I could smoke weed and you can smoke weed. We'll smoke the same weed. It's going to hit you different than it hits me. Hmm. Just straight up, you know? Right. Now, if I smoke weed with somebody who had, has a a different type of problem, it's going to hit them. It might drive them crazy where we're going to be cool. So imagine these other drugs. This is not even weed. This is just, they doing drugs, drugs, like fentanyl <laughs> and meth and right. this Opioids and, and opiates. And so imagine what it's hitting different type of receptors. And then this is like, oh, this is what we use. This We need this. Right. You know, like me or you, we probably take a, a, a what's it, an Oxycontin, codeine or I whatever. But no, I'm just saying like, <laughs> just a, a everyday person might take it one time. And it's mm-hmm. not going to hit them. Right. But a different person will take it, and it's going to hit them totally different. Right. And that shit is just, man, that shit is, that shit is crazy that we have a problem like that. Right. And all that shit. And everybody um, doesn't, it's not, they not addressing that shit. Man. What do you think will possess him to get on live and start talking about he gonna start pressing Lauren no, London who's grieving. No after media, a year. no media training. Nobody around <laughs> older people around like, um, just saying like, man, not to say because it's probably a million niggas in the round in the world saying the same thing. I can't wait to shoot my shot right. Yeah, I like, mean, she so, gonna go for that after a Nipsey hustle. Niggas but not to say that she's gonna go for it, but you gotta just think any hood, most regular niggas mm-hmm. is gonna be like. That's going. That's the conversation mm-hmm. that people want to say. But it's like, bro, you got this platform. <laughs> people are looking at you, and you gonna say some shit like this. <laughs> we have nobody to blame. Nipsey death on. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy is in jail. You are free. Mm-hmm. You feel me? 
Like, you're about to get all the aggression. Like, we are grieving, my nigga. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, niggas understand that what niggas think about and shit, but you mm-hmm. don't say that shit on your platform. Right. That's some fucking respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, obviously, it's not thinking, and the people around him are not thinking. Right. It's like, you don't, like, man, just leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? But you keep jumping deep. It's like, you see it. Like, it's the, that mentality, like, it has to, it's affected everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, that shit got to change. We got to change right. that shit. That's just not cool for little kids to be out there disrespecting, you know. Like we, I mean, I understand because it's probably some, there's probably some gang bangers from you know the other side, from where they're from who like, you know, disrespecting. Still, you know what I'm saying. They don't have a platform though. You know what I'm saying. Right. They over there sitting on the corner somewhere. You know what I'm saying, trying to piece up on a blunt. You feel me? Kodak Black is a he, he's a world. This is Nipsey Hussle looked out for you right. and used to tweet and repost your stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying. Shout you out. And you going like, like, even if you was just talking and you didn't know nobody was recording, you could have just came out and just been like, hey, man, I was just talking my shit. And, you know, I didn't mean nothing by it. I fuck with Nipsey Hussle. Right. Yada, yada. Instead of that, he said some whole, when he came in with his apology, that's what upset me. Like, what? I'm going to put on my Nipsey Blue and this. Like, bro, bro you even, you just... I don't, I don't even fuck with you no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't want I don't want to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't I don't want to hurt you, my nigga. You mm. know what I'm saying? That would be the wrong narrative to push to continue pushing like violence. But we're gonna spank you though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go sit you, down and time. Because obviously somebody over there isn't, you know what I'm saying, doing their job, giving you media training or telling you what to say and what's like, you know, what's cool and what not to say. Right. So we're gonna spank you. Okay? You're gonna get this backlash for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For saying just some dumb shit, you know. Right. So, you know, it's like it all go hand in hand to, you know, changing the mentality and us not being so ignorant and, you know, getting help. Like, I think that dude honestly needs help. People start telling me, like, he got some rape charges. He has multiple rape charges, accounts of people being charged. I'm like, damn, I never really paid attention to him like that. Right. So I'm like, oh, this guy got a problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? This dude, he has a, he has some type of issue. So, you yeah. know. I can tell, definitely. Posted that they're talking about having a memorial for Nipsey at the Staples Center this upcoming Thursday. I don't know. I don't know how they would do any. I don't know how they're going to let people in, choose, determine. That seems like a crazy, crazy logistical nightmare task <laughs> of figuring out, um, like, who gets to come and right. and all that, how they're going to do the seats. Because I'm pretty sure, like... Michael Jackson's funeral was full. I think Nipsey's is going to be more crazier than Michael Jackson's. <laughs> to be real, 100. You saying Nipsey was bigger than Tupac? He and bigger Michael than Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yes, he, yes, yes, yes. Because he, like, you got to think about it. Like, Michael Jackson gave back. He gave back a lot. And, and Tupac, he did his thing. But no, it was like Nipsey Hussle, like, really gave you, he woke you up. You feel me? Like, I'm just, like, as much as I might think I know with certain things, he'd be like, I'll be like, oh, okay. You feel me? Like, that's game. Like, you give somebody game knowledge and they can eat forever off of that. You know, that's a different type of love. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, that's like, why would you take that away? You know what I'm saying? Right. What's your favorite Nipsey Hussle album? My favorite one is Victory Lap. And um, one more Victory Lap, the first song, um, Dedication. Right. That's like him and Kendrick spitting that gang, going back and forth. Just like, it's just like he giving you game. You know, and it's like, so it's just dopeness. So, like, 
But the victory lap, like, like I feel, I, lo- I love victory lap so much because when I first heard it, Mm-hmm. Like I heard, like bullets ain't got no name. I heard the very first Nipsey's. Right. Like I, I every I, anything he's probably ever put out. Like I heard, I heard the progression, mm-hmm. and to go from the first shit he was rapping about, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. To like, like he's still rapping like the hood shit, but he's like he's you could see it. It's like oh shit, right? Like nigga, you didn't like this is the game that niggas needed, and you figured out the way to say it where. Anybody could digest it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're not dumbing yourself down, right? This is like you, like he pinnacle, like that was like that album was like dope as fuck when it just when it came out. Like we were supporting it heavy. I was listening to it all the time, heavy. I actually got invited up to the um with my DJs up to the um, clothing store, and we had a uh, you know a listening session up there. Nice. And it was like when I heard like man when I first heard it, I was like like the first song. I'm like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> just the production, just the way his vocal production, and just right. how he's spitting, and what he's spitting. I'm like, okay, that's like he, like he's there now. He's like, this is like, this is like dope, you know. And then the musical selection and how it progresses throughout the whole album. So before we close out um, this episode about the tragic murder of Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. We wanted to come on here and just talk a little bit about what happened and just everything that's come out after that and you know the movements that are happening surrounding his murder one of the main conversations that people are having right now especially rappers and I just want to say don't let Nipsey Hussle's don't use Nipsey Hussle's death as a excuse about why you never or you was not making the same amount of moves in your neighborhood <laughs> just saying Man. but um Noriega um you know he he doesn't really rap now but you know he has that popular podcast drink champs you know and so he's right. definitely has a valid voice right now in the culture uh-huh. he makes a video and he says you know I'm questioning keeping it real, you feel me, and giving back to your community. And he's like, you know, look at Nipsey Hussle. He was doing everything right. He wasn't snitching, wasn't no smut on his name. He was keeping it real. And then look what happened to him. And this was before they even released the person who did it. He was like, I bet it was somebody black. And then he was like, "Um, you know, I think keeping it real is keeping it wrong. You know, and so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Like, do you think Noriega's... Um, his commentary about Nipsey Hussle's death and not giving back to your community because look what happens. Do you think that is valid or do you think the bigger issue is the uh, gang violence? Uh, no, nah, that, that's valid because he's an artist. Mm-hmm. And you know, right, right now, all artists, you got to think if you're in this fraternity, you're in this league, the music industry, only an elite few have reached these certain heights where you can move around this level. So that him being an artist like that, that's very valid for him to say. Like, you could like that could be me. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, true. Every artist right now is thinking like, right. like, that could be me. That could have been me. That could be, like, you got, you would be like, probably scared. Right. So, I mean, that's, I feel that's valid for him to say. That's his opinion and that's mm-hmm. how he feels. And I don't want this to, because I, I, I had that question myself. Like, is it even worth still trying to give back? But then I have to snap back out of it and be like, this is what the powers that be want. They want to see somebody mm-hmm. like me or him to see this and be like, man, I'm cool. I ain't exactly. helping. I ain't helping the people no more. Cause you see what happened, they're gonna kill you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? 
I put it like this, man. I didn't even think to expect to live this long. So, if you know what I'm saying, if whatever happens, it happens. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? I know my legacy will live on through my kids and what I left behind. I got a pretty big body of work and, you know, material that's floating around and that's archived and will be around. So, you know, I I get it. You feel me? Do I want to go out like that? No. I I get it. But you... Uh, but we can't, we can't leave, we can't leave the hood. Right. We can't be scared away. We can't take that, you know, we can't be pushed out the hood. Like, okay, we got to stay here for Nipsey. And God is pushed back because of him. That's what he would want. He say in the, uh, one song, what do you say, uh, it's the Racks in the Middle song. He say something in reference to, uh, like his boy Fats. And he say something, uh, like you would want me to, I would tell you if it was me, I would tell you Live to. Live your life and grow. Yeah. And just, gas the pedal yeah, to. Yeah, it hit the blinders home and then gas to the V12. Right, right, But right. you don't understand what, what he was saying, like just keep just keep pushing. keep pushing. Like right. we can't, it's like, you know, a lot of people are like questioning this right now. Like right. Is, it, is it really worth it? But, you know, that's why, you know, we got to just keep, like we got to be like, can't be scared. Right, because like, if not it. us, then who else yeah. going to do it? Right, exactly. If everybody gets scared and just leaves it alone, then now the next generation, they're about to be super doomed. <laughs> right. If they, nobody tells them what to do, it's, they're going to be even more lost. You see right. what the economy is doing? Mm-hmm. In 10 years, there ain't going to be no jobs. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's going to be a lot, it might be a lot less jobs because of automation. Right. You know, so and black we, folks gonna be the first ones left out unless it, we create opportunities for ourselves and each other. What we have to do is we have to take the information, the knowledge, create more entrepreneurs, keep the money in our community, and save the money. Mm-hmm. Save the money. We can generate a lot of money and we can save it. Think about if everything stops tomorrow, how much do you have saved? Do you mm-hmm. have do you have precious metals? Because the cash mm-hmm. is worth nothing now. Do you have gold. precious gold, silver, palladium, mm-hmm. platinum? Do you right. have do you have precious metals that you could go trade in for something? Well, you might not. You know, right. do you have Bitcoin? Do you have cryptocurrency where you could trade with people? Because right. that system did not crash. Right. Do you have any of that? You don't have that. But what do you have? You have a skill. You have a talent. You have to barter. So we got to teach and inform. Like, you know, we don't always got to pay for push paying. But pay money isn't always doesn't always have to be cash. You know, cash. We have to uh, show the different systems of trade. Hmm. We have to teach. We got to keep teaching the people. We got to stay, we got to stay in the hood and we got to keep, you know, sharing the information, man. We can't run from the hood. Right. Even though it, that might seem, it might be really, it, it'll be the easiest thing to do. It'll be the easiest thing just to leave the hood, leave all the homies and be like, man, fuck you. It's me and my family behind the gate, 20 miles away from everybody with the dog. And right. man, the closest worry I got is, um, uh, you know, falling over, the line step. Right. I ain't got to look. I leave my all my doors unlocked. You know? <laughs> right, right. All that. Or you could be in the hood and help your people. Right, right. So I feel like, you know, people that, that have this, they feel indebted to their environment, so that's why they give back. But I also feel like more black people would feel a duty, in a sense, to help out these inner cities if they were moving with, like, knowledge of self, you know? Right. And I always felt... I always wanted to ask Nipsey, maybe I'll get to interview Black Sam one day, but I always felt that he was able to take it as far as they did was because they had knowledge of self. This isn't your just average black black American gang member. You know, his father was from Africa. You know, they uh-huh. had been to Africa to visit. They knew uh-huh. their roots. 
You know, he was, he understood what was going on. He understood the conditions of black people in America, black people abroad, you know. And so that's, you know, that with the street mentality, that's why I feel like he was such a threat. warrior mentality. Yeah, he's definitely, he was definitely a threat. And And helping his people so much because he had those perspectives. Oh, for sure. And, but for me, like, just real quick, touch on the conspiracy. I know it's a lot of conspiracy theories. And even just to touch on that, it's like, if I was the government or the powers that be or whoever, and I wanted to get rid of him because he was about to disseminate all this information, like, I wouldn't think forehead and think that, like, if he died, that people will now more research into what he was about and push bigger, you know? So, I like, I, I think that wherever he's at, I think Nipsey wants us to take this and just, like, use it, you know, to, like, inform people, give people knowledge, you know, and, like, help grow the community. Like, that's what he's about. Like, he died, even though you look at it like he got killed in his own community, like, that's it. But he owned it, though. Mm-hmm. You feel me? He owned it, you know. We hear liquor store owners that get killed and, you know, but he owned it. Mm-hmm. He owned it, so he conquered it. He won, you know what I'm saying? You didn't beat him, you know what I'm saying? He beat the, he beat the guy. Now his family going to own that. Yeah, you know, his, his kid, kids going to Yeah, it's a legacy, right. you know. It's, it's a legacy that goes on. And even just beyond that, just the information, just all the people, just all, think of all the memes and all the quotes, the Nipsey Hussle quotes and all the sayings that are going around right. that people who might not have seen them or not, might not have listened to his album or might not have heard this interview or whatnot that they, they're going to get information it's going it's so many sparks going right now like oh i didn't even you, because information we don't really get the information but now all the information is out there so um they thought they tried to kill him but they didn't know you know he was a seed they buried him but he was a seed you know that what part. i'm saying yeah they rp you know rest in paradise nipsey hustle man rest in power uh, appreciate all your contributions to society right and to uh business and to uh, showing us um, young black entrepreneurs that we could motivate us and showing us that we could do it. We could take nothing and make something out of it, man. Salute to you for that. You did that. Right. And uh, my condolences and prayers go out definitely to his family and right. closest friends because I know they're going through it right now. May right. they be at peace, but um, that's it, man. We're going to keep this movement going, hustle and motivate. <laughs> Thanks so much for stopping by and checking us out. Make sure you check out Trap LA at Trap LA Instagram at TrapLA.com and check out their 24-7 streaming service. So they're going to have DJs playing all the new hot local music. If you're tired of the radio looping the same five songs, head over to TrapLA.com and check out their 24-7 stream. Also, check out Trap LA on YouTube for content, and you can follow my writings and what I'm doing at www.slossinggirl.com and slossinggirl on Instagram. Alright, check in with you guys next week for more news and information from Slossin Girl, giving you world news with a South Central state of mind. Oh.